From the beautiful city of Hollywood, we bring you Film Forward, the official podcast of the Los Angeles Diversity Film Festival. Hey, hey, welcome to Film Forward, everybody, the official podcast of the Los Angeles Diversity Film Festival. We are now just days away from LADFF, our 10th year. And today on the show, we're going to be joined by a pair of brilliant and charming filmmakers, Isaac Elliott and Ollie Pizzy Stratford. Not only are we going to be talking about the two films that they have screening with us, but we're also going to be talking about dating, Tinder profiles, and sliding into DMs. It's it's all going to make sense as soon as I shut up and get this show on the road, which is right about now. All right, we're joined by writer and director Isaac Elliott and actor Ollie Pizzy Stratford to discuss not one, but two incredible films, both of which are playing at the Los Angeles Diversity Film Festival this year. So, gentlemen, thank you for joining us from all the way across the world in Australia. You are talking to us from the future because it is tomorrow right now in Australia. Yeah, scary, hey? All right, so if you want any fortune told, just ask us and we'll we'll, uh, we'll dive into the future. But no, thank you so much for having me. Uh, and Isaac, it, it really it is great to be here and um, yeah, we're excited to, to have a chat. It looks like we might have lost Isaac. Well, better now than... Yeah. He's, he's already quitting. He's already quitting. He's, already, team, he's, right. he's, he's, he's had enough of me. He's had enough he's of my like, oh, already. Are you there, Mister Isaac? I, I, I am back. I don't know what happened as soon as I, as soon as I, I was introduced. I, I dropped out. Um, I uh, think the future technology we have in Australia is um, not, a, <laughs> not as foolproof as we as we like to think. Uh, but I want to. But I want to promise the Americans that we do exist. We are in fact real. <laughs> uh see i don't know if i'm allowed to say that in my nda contract as an actor um yeah i i was signed by nasa so i don't know what i can say what i can't <laughs> well we're, we're here to talk about two incredible films here the first of which i want to talk about is a documentary called we are sexual beings isaac writer and director of it and ali you are one of the subjects of it Brilliant work, a lot of fun. Isaac, if you can, tell the audience a little bit about We Are Sexual Beings. Yeah, well, We Are Sexual Beings is uh, is kind of um, a, a dating reality show, kind of our take on a dating reality show and a little bit of a response to what often is like kind of disability dating reality shows where there's sort of, it's a lot about overcoming the obstacles of, of your disability. And we sort of wanted to just kind of get, rid of most of that and focus more on the fun and the people and kind of who these characters are and avoid avoid some kind of tropes as well of the pithy voiceover that's a little bit condescending and really kind of keep our characters at the forefront. It plays out over one night, three amazing characters, Christina Mayer and Ollie, who go on various different types of, of dates in search for love or sex or anything in between. I think, you know, like for me, when trying to open minds to disability experience, it seems like sex is just such a brilliant way to do it because sex is universal, right? We've all been horny. We all have tried to get laid or are trying to get laid. <laughs> um, so, I mean, it's a, it's, a, it's a perfect avenue for somebody who may not be aware of the disability experience. 
Yeah, exactly. And and for me, I'm a wheelchair user, and and I would pitch it to um, I would pitch it to investors as uh, helping me on my Tinder Tinder game. You know, like if, if I can <laughs> open up the dating world for not just other people, but that opens it up for myself as well. Uh, um, and um, maybe it was successful. Maybe it wasn't. So now we really understand why the film was made. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Ollie, what did you think when uh, when Isaac approached you about this project? I mean, Isaac approaches me with a lot of uh, sort of crazier ideas. And no, this was this is one of those ones where I was sort of in from the from the very get go. Uh, I was I was involved at the the initial pitch. And so. Yeah, I, I love a lot of Isaac's ideas, and this one was really good. And it was something that I think, as an actor, I had to leave my comfort zone a fair bit because, you know, when you're an actor, you are behind this sort of veil of playing a different character and someone that's not you, and and you can um, sort of hide behind that and play with whatever that is. But when it's a documentary, you know, it's it's you, and it's the the unadulterated raw you, and that's something that's just really great, but also, you know, a little bit intimidating and a little bit frightening. But I thought it was a really great opportunity to have three different stories that were very different, but very uh, accurate and very sort of um, true, and honest depictions of, of what it is like to be in a wheelchair and dating with a disability. And so I thought, you know, let's, let's do it and let's, let's make it real and let's make it, you know, um, I thought with Isaac at the helm, it was a really good chance to have something that was, you know, not just sort of disability inspirational kind of stuff. It was going to be, this is actually what it's like, and this is this is the trials and tribulations. So, yeah, it was a really really fun experience. Yeah, we had a lot of laughs uh, and a lot of uh, yeah, we had a lot of fun. It was good. I mean, as as our audience can tell, I'm sure you. Ollie are incredibly charismatic uh, on this podcast in in the film you're incredibly charismatic um you. did you have to like change your vibe at all when you're having cameras follow you around as you, as you said it's kind of, it's very different from being an actor where you get to cut you know yeah cut it off cut it off yeah you know? I, yeah I, I think it was actually it was hard I guess at the start because I sort of fell into that you know i had to sort of break away from that um mm-hmm. the 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 more we got into it because it was like i naturally wanted to be like what do you want me to do you know like uh, i was looking to isaac for direction he was like i can't and i was like well i know you can't but like <laughs> what do you want me to do you know and he's like no i can't that's not what a documentary is and i was right. like oh all right whatever um and so yeah I, I think it took a little bit of time but as the uh, as the filming got on it was it got easier and i sort of you know you tune out the cameras and, and it just becomes they're a fly on the wall and mm-hmm. uh, that's what naturally a documentary is so yeah i think at the start it was a little bit sort of interesting but yeah as it got on it was okay well, from my point of view, working across like doco and drama, drama is, is, you know, very much about deciding what you want at the beginning and then, you know, working towards getting that almost exact thing or if not exact, you know, slightly better. Whereas, whereas documentary is like letting your characters do stuff, say stuff. And sometimes I might not know what's going to make it into the edit. You know, a lot of the times you're not going to know what's going to make it into the edit or what was, what seemed like 
um, not very interesting at the time becomes, you know, the most interesting or funny or like offhand or very real thing that, for, you know, for someone to say or do. And that's uh, what I kind of love about, you know, working in documentary. It's, it's about kind of giving people space to do or say stuff that you can't script, that you, that you wouldn't script. Um, and, and I do a lot of scripted content and scripting is you're very much thinking about like the minutiae of the reason why everyone says every word that they're going to say. Whereas in Docco, it's like, no, no, how do we be real? How do we be real in this space? How do we be real? And, you know, Ollie kind of has that charisma and then Ollie and Jay together, you know, have a lot of fun. And, and May, you know, we, we really, you know, got three very different characters. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Definitely. And, and Maya, Maya in particular is, is, you know, she's sort of more intellectual and quiet. And, and I, you know, really like that um, as well as then Christina's the, the very kind of outlandish one who has kind of already done it all, um, whereas the other two are kind of younger as well. Uh, so there's kind of a lot of variation in just the three characters and just letting them go and not trying to control the story too much. You're obviously already, you know, you're kind of plotting it out and you're getting a sense of kind of where it's going to go. But if you don't open yourself up to the, the what if or just we can't, you know, ex- you know, we can't guess what everyone's going to do or say, then you'll just sort of end up with something that's just going to move pretty kind of blandly through plot points. And, and you know, in this right. case, it was like, how do we, how do we, you know, let them, just let them, let them be them. And they're definitely I, them. I think, sorry, sorry to jump in quickly. Go ahead. I, I think that uh, is credit to, to Isaac and the team with the casting and with the sort of, you know, you can't tell people what to do, but you set up the right areas and they'll naturally hit those points that you want. And so to have the three people of myself, Christina and, and Maya, I think that was exactly right as far as you've got the, you know, crazy and wild, awesome Christina, as as Isaac said, Maya, who's, who's a lot more quiet but beautifully hits those points. And then myself that is a, a male and so you got a different perspective there and also i was the one that had jade who you know i had a prior sort of um, relationship going into so you know it's three really different points of view but you plot those out and that they naturally beautifully hit those points that you are so different but also meaty and so great to view as a outsider and someone that's just sort of watching as a fly on the wall Isaac, how much discovery do you think happened for you in the editing process? You know, because like when filming a documentary, as you know, it's you're kind of just there capturing it. You don't really know what you have sometimes when you're like leaving the day. How much when you were leaving, did you feel like you knew where the story was going to be or did you do a lot of discovery in the edit room? Uh, it was really tricky. The the, um, the dates went so long, like over time, like they were, we filmed, obviously we didn't film them all over one night we just kind of edited it that way but they were actually filmed a couple of months apart the first one was filmed uh, christina was the first one off the ranks and she was filmed in adelaide and that was just kind of chaos uh <laughs> i didn't have a monitor i didn't have headphones the bar was quite loud so that was completely you know what what happened in the bar was sort of completely unknown it was like i was just sort of it was a like a visual thing. It was like, okay, they're talking over there. Great. All right. Um, let's get let's get the sister over here to have a chat over there. I don't know what they're gonna say. I don't know what's I don't know what's gonna happen. Just ask her what she thinks of the you know the vibes. <laughs> it was all very like 
kind of chaos and then we'll see what kind of works in the edit and the sound guy would give a thumbs up if he got if you know if we could hear if we could hear the dialogue he'd give us a thumbs up <laughs> and that that would kind of get there in some places i couldn't kind of quite get to so i'm but i would like i'm very open to kind of delegate you know delegate to a producer to just run in and ask some questions or something like that yeah and then may's day was may's day was interesting in that they were supposed to go see a band afterwards and an hour before the guy was like oh sorry i can't do i can't you know stay the whole night i've got to go go to work <laughs> so what then we went name? in and yeah and so we then went in and we were like well we don't like this guy we don't like yeah. it and then luckily he was quite boring you can see that in the edit so yeah. in the edit we were like we're gonna we're gonna accentuate that because you know we had a band lined up and we've got their music licensing approved from the, their label and everything and then uh, and then you know he kind of bailed right at the last you know minute um and but again that was like that was probably two hours which then gets cut down into just a small amount um, right, and we there was like we had sort of two cameras, two and a half cameras because we were running out of memory cards, so we had a third camera that was just picking up as we were like bits and pieces. And me and the producer were sitting at the back, and we we're like, we need more, we need more zing, we need more zing. <laughs> so we'd have to run in there and be like, hey, can you, you know, maybe ask these questions, and then we'd leave, and then I'd sort of ask questions but get a bit too nice. Um, and then we saw he was getting sweaty, so we're like get the producer to go in there and pat the sweat off him. <laughs> and so there's a moment in the film where the producer runs in and pats the sweat off him. And we sort of, we, and even that we were like, we were like, do we keep the cameras rolling? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So we didn't know if that was going to kind of make it into the, into the cut. So there was definitely like, there's moments that we knew were going to be in it, but the, the length of the dates is what made it hard to really know what was going to be in it. Cause it only runs, I think 23, 24 minutes. And the dates were three hours long and the interviews were an hour long each. So we're sort of dealing with probably eight or so hours of footage that we just didn't, we just didn't put in there. And then there was a whole, uh, whole sequence where Mayer and Christina actually zoomed and talked about using sex toys that we didn't include in it as well. Uh, that's for the DVD very, or the Blu-ray. That's for the, <laughs> yeah, that's for, the DVD, that's for the DVD extras. And so we had a, we were filming in, South Australia, which is where Christina is based, and we had another person filming with Maya on Zoom, filming Maya in Victoria while they had the Zoom conversation. So we had two crews going, uh, and then we just we didn't we didn't fit it in the film. It didn't kind of make sense. And it was really nice to keep the film. Oh, and we also had another scene where where we filmed um, Christina driving a drift car um, because she was a drift car driver. Oh right, I remember her talking about that. Yeah, and we went and actually filmed her, but. You know, what became the sort of special source in the doco was the kind of how, how confined it stays. It's very much mm-hmm. three people over the course of a night um, with just a quick follow-up in the morning with one of them. But it was very like we needed to keep it really refi- really confined and not try and go bigger, bigger than it seemed fitting. And so, yeah, there was a lot of stuff that was like hit the cutting room floor pretty quickly, pretty quickly. And then for me... We work with two different editors because we worked with one editor and then he got a full-time long-term job on something and so we had to get a second editor in. And it was a battle for me to keep the sob stories from being cut into it. That's the, the kind of go-to empathy strategy of, of something about disability is that you kind of go to the sob story. And so initially in the first cut that the, the editor delivered, the, you know, they all opened with their sob stories and their histories and it was like pretty quickly like get rid of all of that. Or get rid of yeah. rid of as much of that as possible, so that we can just go. Where are they now? 
And I sort of have this philosophy of just kind of seeing people where they are now and then going and not having to like delve, you know, delve on trauma or create trauma out of just what is for most disabled people a life experience but must be painted as trauma in order to, you know, grab people or whatever. And so just removing that then cre- you know, creates this, you know, different tone. And so, but that, that, that was then the, the sort of the first sort of realisation that I was doing something a little bit outside of what sort of an able-bodied person would do for the same material. I um, right. was having these editors who went straight to what would normally be the go-to and then me going, yeah, nah. Not into that. Right. Let's get to the sex. Yeah, let's get to, straight to the sex. <laughs> um, straight to the well, sex. I think, yeah, I think the, the choices you made were uh, incredible. We, we, we love the film. My friends at home, you can see it with us. We Are Sexual Beings is playing with LADFF as a part of the LADTF block. And that's Friday, September 22nd. Tickets are on sale at LADFF.com. But we got another project to discuss. Don't Come In Yet is the title. And when I first saw this movie, I said, where the hell do I know this actor from? Did I work with this guy? Have I, have I met this guy before? And then I realized, nope, I saw him in uh, We Are Sexual Beings. The film is very different, but equally amazing. It's a dramatic short. So, Ollie, why don't you tell us a little bit about Don't Come In Yet? Yeah, I always uh, I always struggle, but also love this question when people go, so what's the film about? And I'm like, well, there's a spider, <laughs> there's uh, love, there's intimacy scenes, and uh, the hilarity and, and drama ensues. And people look at me sort of like, what? But no, uh, it's about myself and my sort of, long-time friend who's also the love interest get left alone for the first time by his sort of controlling overbearing parents and so we get to have a beautiful little window into what that night is like uh, until a spider halts the fun and a uh, aging footballer who used to be a superstar gets to come in at the end and steal the show. <laughs> so if you're confused but sort of want to know more, that's why you got to watch the movie because it doesn't do it justice until you watch it. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And um, the, more, the more I watch this movie, I've seen it a few times now, the more layers I find in it, which is an impressive yep. feat for a 10-minute film. You know, a young man finding his own way and being free is, you know, just one of those, those layers. But, um, Isaac, yeah. talk to us a little bit about crafting this, this screenplay Were those layers and all of that stuff in the original concept, or did that kind of come through with later drafts? Well, this is a, this is a very, this, this was filmed over a year before, uh, we are sexual beings were made, um, and it's sort of just sort of sitting, sitting editing for a while, trying to find find its its sort of its rhythm. It was a, it's a, it's a really as you say it's a it's a short essentially it's a short about about a, a kind of a young man who's sort of been molly coddled by his dad, who's just trying to keep him safe and keep him alive, and and, and through that it's meant that he sort of hasn't hasn't had these experiences, and so having this ability to kind of stay home for the first time with with like 
his best friend, they've agreed, you know what, let's have sex. Um, and then kind of everything goes wrong. And it sort of plays on this idea of like not, you know, it's not really worth keeping people in cotton wool because the most unexpected things could come out of nowhere. It's that idea of like you, you could you could be in a car crash, so like go yeah. ride your BMX bike or go do <laughs> some crazy stunts. So just just li- kind of live your life and be like risk aware, not risk a- risk averse because, you know, otherwise you kind of won't be living. And and, and, and sorry, Isaac, I, and I find that that's like, I know people with disabilities at home um, listening to this will probably relate to that. Like that's actually something that us people with, with disabilities, like we are absolutely wrapped in cotton wool a lot of the times. And people think it's for our good and for our benefit. But it's like, well, as, as I like said, we could get hit by a car tomorrow, you know? Like so we may as well actually just go live our lives and, and actually do stuff because who knows what happens. And so this movie although it's absolutely scripted and is a movie, it comes from these incredible truths because it's like, yeah, there's so many people that don't invite you to something or don't include you because they're like, oh, um, it'll be too dangerous or you might get hurt. It's like, well, why don't you ask us and then give us the opportunity to say yes or no because who knows, you know? Sorry. But 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 I'm going to hear you. But I also have a darkly ironic streak. And so that's why we, we sort of, you know, it goes where it goes because I, I find like bleak, dark irony is, is very yeah. funny. And I find, you know, that I guess there's an overbearing dad, there's a large spider uh, and there's an aging football player that all kind of present some, some complications through this kind of night. It's very much a one location sort of short that takes place mostly inside of one room. Yeah, which was a kind of a challenge in itself, but it, it initially actually came from in 2020, we we're in lockdown as, as everyone, everyone was everywhere. Basically, I started looking into rebranding myself as a motivational speaker. And so I did it. I spent $5,000 doing a public speaking course <laughs> and then realized that that idea of motivational speaking is sort of just like painting yourself as a hero constantly. And I found that really like a kind of a bleak way to way to live. And this idea that you were both like a, a hero and a victim at, at both times at once is just really kind of bizarre to me. And, and so that's sort of, you know, infused in this film where we have this like football player who's kind of a stand-in for like, oh, what is it called? Like Make-A-Wish Kids? Right. So like the right. famous people yeah. will go and like, you know, grant their last wish to a Make-A-Wish Kid and, you know, be really inspired by the Make-A-Wish Kid or something. I don't, I don't, I don't know. Uh, it's all very, it's all very kind of bizarre. I will say that people ask what the genre is, and I will say all of them, um, <laughs> definitely, because, it, yeah. because it's, it kind of tries to hit all these genre beats. And in the edit, that was the challenge. The challenge was realizing that in the script, when you mention something, it kind of keeps it front of mind. Like we kept mentioning the football player in the poster, the football player in the poster, and the spider here and the football player in the poster. Um, but once we got into edit and we cut it as it was scripted, it just felt random and we'd just be randomly cutting to things. So it took a lot of time to kind of strip it back enough to sort of keep the elements there, but also really center the kind of relationship story, you know, at the fore, which is, I think, you know, that's the strongest, you know, that's where the actors are at their strongest and that's where the sort of film is at its strongest is, is, sort of creating this sort of somewhat inevitably doomed relationship. But the idea is that it ultimately, in my mind, ends on a high. Like it ends at the height of living 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then goes where it goes. But it ends, you know, he, he ends up at the heart of living. And Ollie, talk to us about your performance is incredible. Talk to us about uh, working with your co star because she is also just tremendous mm. in the film. She's awesome. Yeah, no, um, Ellen Newton is my, is my co star, and she was really, really wonderful to work with. She, at the time, had a little bit more experience than I. And so, uh, you know, even the there's an intimacy scene um, in it, and it was my first intimacy scene, and and so she she'd done a couple before, and so to have someone that that had that experience, but also made me feel really comfortable and really easy with that it was just it was just so wonderful. Isaac, I don't think he consciously did this, but it was like the last scene of the day, so that whole day I was like chewing gum, I was <laughs> nervous, I was not eating, I was like, oh gosh like oh my god um and so but you know it kept like oh let's just do one more scene before i'm like no let's just get it over and done with please (laughs) and so uh, but but we got to it and it was super easy and super raw and genuine and real which i thought was amazing and i feel like when you watch the movie you feel that and so yeah ella was just great and and it was also so amazing because we actually didn't have that much time together beforehand. You know, Isaac and I, uh, Isaac got us to meet sort of once and we did a couple of hours, maybe two, three hours um, sort of meeting her before the, before we shot. But then after that, it was, you know, we were shooting. So I thought it was really amazing that we were able to form such genuine chemistry on screen together uh, in such a short amount of time. And, and that's something that's that's lasted till now. You know, we're still friends after shooting, and we were only shooting for sort of three or four days together. So yeah, Ella was just phenomenal. She was so professional and so talented, but really, you know, we made this great connection that I I definitely think translates on screen to this beautiful relationship that is just genuine and real. Yeah, I agree. The relationship feels. Very, very lived in. So tremendous work. Thank you. Yeah, and no, that was really great. And Isaac, yeah, that was the that was really that was that was really the key. We um we met. We hired a hired like a, a scout hall, like a boy scout hall uh, <laughs> for a few hours, and that's where often you know in Melbourne you just you just do that. It costs you a hundred bucks. You hire it for a few hours, and that's where you run auditions or, or rehearsals or or anything like that. And um and I'm not huge on rehearsing a script. But mostly, it then becomes it's more about chemistry, creating, creating, you know, creating an environment where your two actors can, you know, have that chemistry and have that comfort and talk about, you know, life and just talk. You know, you're almost just talking about stuff most of the time, or doing little improv scenes or something like that, just to, you know, get them comf- get the, you know, you know, create that, create that chemistry and that intimacy because that's what's going to come come through on screen. Uh, you know, Ollie and, and Ella are good enough that they're going to say the lines. We're not we're not worried about that. It's just making sure that they're comfortable. And also um, people are often very like first time meeting someone disabled, they'll, they'll kind of be, you know, be a little bit on eggshells. And it was really critical for me that there wasn't that, um, yeah. you know, there wasn't that, there was almost a, a, a complete, you know, opposite of what the dad would be where the dad is very, very concerned about in the, in the film Jake's life and his comfort and all of this sort of stuff. Whereas June, Ella's character, is very much like she's rough and tumble, right? Um, and and not worried about breaking him or anything like that. And you're only going to get there if, if they're comfortable in real life because you're always going to 
you know, people are just will general generally have that reaction. And and I think there's multiple points throughout the throughout the movie where you can see that and, and feel that. You know, I when she's helping me take my um, top mm-hmm. off, that was very not scripted. Like it was that, and it's messy and sort of, which is what like real life love is. You know, it's messy and it's not. There's not a point that you hit on every bit. It was just sort of like spur of the moment, and like while I was in it, I wanted it to be clean and and nice, but upon viewing it and and um, watching it it it's perfect that it's not clean and it's not um sort of easy because that's not what actual love is like and so yeah i thought ella was really good at sort of just rolling with the punches and yeah it, it was it was um it was really good that we were able to just make it feel as authentic and real as possible and y'all pulled it off. You can come see Ollie. You could come see Ella. You can come see Don't Come In Yet. Also screening with LADFF. This one on Saturday, September 23rd in the Live, Laugh, Lust block. Tickets, again, are on sale now at LADFF.com. That's two incredible movies by these two incredible filmmakers for y'all to check out. Isaac. Ollie, we are uh, we're honored to be screening both, and uh, I want to thank you both for joining us on Film Forward today. Thank you, thank you so thank much. You so much, no, I uh, we both really appreciate it, and to everyone's listening, thanks so much for uh, for listening to us talk, and and I, I hope you guys can get on down to the film festival. It's um it's an amazing opportunity um, that we that we're in it, and uh, can't wait for you guys to to see our films, and uh, hopefully uh, give us some good feedback and. Yeah, get on down. Thanks so much. DM Ollie. He loves the DM. Ollie loves the DM. <laughs> Ollie loves the DM. Just yeah, slide, slide, into, right slide, in. into, slide into Ollie's DM. Push through it's one, one on with Instagram. The, one re- with the blue tick next to it. <laughs> he recently got verified. Slide into his DM. <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. <laughs> Thanks so Thank much. you all for listening to Film Thanks, Forward, God. and we'll catch you next time. Our recording engineer and mixer is Anselm Kennedy. The podcast is produced by Anselm, Sonia Maru, and yours truly. Thanks for joining us on Film Forward, and you'll hear us next time.